All right, uh, we're still in the garden at 12 minutes to eight. And uh, yeah, really excited to have a chat to Hannah Maloney. As I said, she's uh, presented with Gardening Australia. Uh, she's got a new book. It's fantastic. It's called Good Life Growing, uh, all about how to grow, grow fruit and veg uh, anywhere in Australia. No excuses. Uh, Hannah, good morning to you. Good morning. Hey, congrats on the book. Um, what was the most fun part of putting this together? Oh, thanks so much. Well, I reckon one of my favourite favorite chapters was uh, writing about edible forest gardens, also known as food forests. And that's basically how to have a really diverse and multifunctional orchard system with many, many different layers, not just a fruit or nut tree, but different edible berries or herbs and ground covers underneath it as well. And I love putting that together and just providing all the plant lists and the different options of plant collections that can go beautifully together. Now, the fruit for, for, uh, it's Darren speaking, Hannah, sorry. And the food forests are certainly becoming uh, pretty popular even over here in WA. I'm hearing a lot of our local community gardens are, are putting in a food forest. So it's a, it's a fantastic concept and they seem to work really, really well. Yeah, they're so good. And obviously, it's a perennial food system mostly. And so once established, they're actually more productive than your average annual vegetable garden. So once they're up and running in a few years, you can reap the rewards. And, and it's actually fantastic for soil health as well because it's not being disturbed long term again and again. So there are so many wins all round. Yeah, so keeping those uh, soil microbes healthy so you're not digging them all the time. Yeah, it's very, very important. So really enjoyed yeah. the book, Hannah. I've had a, a good read through it. And, um, the but the thing that caught my eye the most was uh, what you listed as the most important thing you can do for your edible garden, which is basically mm. turn up and, and do stuff in it from time to time, which is probably where we all fall down from time to time as well. It's so true because we are, I think everyone in today's world is time poor. Uh, and I do, like, you know, there's a couple of things, but I think no matter how big or small your garden is, turning up and turning up often is the most important thing because that's when you notice when things need to be watered or harvested or managed in some way and it's also when you can make time just to breathe out a little bit amongst our busy lives and I do think that that equals um, you, you having a better garden but also maybe a, being a better human in that moment as well where you can just relax a little bit into a, this busy wonderful world that we live in. Hey Hannah we've a lot of us have changed probably the, the way we live or maybe the space that we have uh, around us. Um, how, how much of a challenge is it for people who might be, you know, living in, in smaller areas or they've moved into apartments to, to still be able to grow fruit and veg at their place? Yeah, look, the challenge is real. Like often you have uh, little sun or no sun or all different kinds of uh, uh, elemental challenges. Uh, so I think but there's still there's something for everyone and this book really lays that out. So it might be that you, you just grow one lettuce in one pot and you can shuffle it around to chase the sun as it moves across your property or your kitchen bench. Or it might be that you just grow sprouts on your kitchen sink in a glass jar so you have no soil at all. But there's literally an option for any context, whether you're renting, home-owning or travelling or in-between housing. Yeah, and uh, what I really also like about the book, Hannah, there's um, bits about every aspect of growing uh, growing edibles in your home garden from uh, you know managing your soil, composting, recycling and even uh, how to water efficiently so you, you're getting good value for the water you're putting out in your garden. I really uh, thought that was a... Uh, great parts to have in there for, for the average home gardener. Yeah, and I think water and soil is, is like the two foundational, fundamental things that we've got to nail. And, you know, different parts of the country, we garden in sand or heavy clay, but we have no soil. And we're learning how to work with the soil that we do have as much as we can is absolutely critical because kind of like Australia's got some of the oldest soils in the world. And with climate change in full swing, we've been told to uh, expect hotter and drier uh, uh, climates to increase across the country so working with water and soil is 
number one as an edible gardener. And this book definitely lays out those those basic uh, DIY options that pretty much anyone can have a crack at. Hey, Hannah, what's growing at your place? Oh my gosh, so many things. So <laughs> in Tasmania, <laughs> we've got, um, you know, we're, it's a cooler climate down there. So we've got all our young tomato plants that's put in. So we're very much uh, lots of young vegetables like pumpkins, cucumbers, zucchinis, tomatoes, all those things. But then my food forest is very productive. So I have all the fruits very young, but I've got young almonds, nectarines, plums, apples, pears, all coming on beautifully. And the raspberries, oh my gosh, they're about to pop in a good way. <laughs> How good. Um, some berries so just good. in time. Um, hey, Hannah, really good to speak to you. Congrats on the book. It's um, it's a great read. Um, some of the photography is beautiful as well. I love the diagrams through it as well. Really simple to follow, but thanks for having a chat today. Thanks for having me. Cheers. All right, that's uh, Hannah Maloney there. Uh, you can see her on Gardening Australia and uh, her book's out now, Daz. Good life growing. Great cover shot too. It like is. It. A fan. Yeah, it's a good book. It's very cheerful book. Very yeah. posi- positive uh, vibe to it all. As it should be. Yeah. Um, all right. Hey, just a couple of texts coming through that I wanted to get to, Daz. Uh, this one from Dee who says, uh, we've had two weeks of soil uh, compacting at the property next door. Uh, the vibrations have been awful. What should I do to help my 60-year-old roses that grow right on that boundary line? I'd hate to lose them and could I, says Dee. Um, I can't see it causing um, the, the roses to die. They would possibly have some exploratory roots heading out into that, that side of the, the property. Um, just give the, the roses maybe some uh, wetting agent to make sure the water's soaking into the soil, some liquid fertiliser, give them a, a bit of a mulch, maybe grab some triple C or uh, looper mulch and mulch them with that and they should be absolutely fine. I don't think that's going to cause any, any, any problems. I think that compacting's more annoying to the human ears than, than anything else that would uh, drive you nuts after yes. that period of time. Starts to get to you, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, up in the hills, we get the rock breakers instead of the compactor, so that can be just yeah, a fantastic, uh, endless noise. All right, good luck, D. Maybe, um, I don't know, spend a couple of weeks with a mate or something. Um, <laughs> hey, this is from Nick, who's in Lower Chittering, who says, uh, G'day, Darren. I have a whole bunch of very small lily pillies that are about one to three inches tall. Uh, they're in small pots about... Three to four, uh, three to five rather per pot. Uh, when and how should I separate them? Um, I'd be separating them sooner rather than later. You want to do that before we're into consistent hot weather. Uh, you just need to um, use a dibbler, so a little a stick with a, a point on the end that you can uh, pu- push into the soil, gently loosen up the root system of those seedlings, and then into the, the next pot, uh, water them in, use some uh, seaweed solution, put them somewhere where they're maybe just getting morning sun, a little bit of afternoon shade initially, uh, keep them well watered. Once they start to uh, fill the root system out again, then you start moving them back out into the full sun. Generally, that sort of thing, yeah, you're looking at a 99% success rate with nice. those, those uh, lily peas. They're pretty hardy plants, but just when they you separate them, it's just a matter of um, loosening the soil up around them as much as you can so the, the seedlings can be removed from the soil quite easily without tearing at the root system um, and then putting them into a not good quality potting mix and, and water them in really well and away you go. All right, now's the time, Nick. Pretty yep. good odds. Um, hey, we'll be back in just a moment right now. It's uh, four to eight. 